Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with triazicide insect killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact. Above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on triazicide insect killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com. For all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, the podcast where we discuss all things bloody in the horror world. I'm Zena, and welcome back to Zvember. Isn't that spicy? That's God, a spicy nice. little thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> so while Megan and John are on break each week, I have different guests co-hosting with me. So this week, I'm joined with the dynamic power couple, Chelsea Rebecca and James Janice of Dead Meat. Dead Meat everything. Everything. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you both so much for joining me. Um, We have a treat for everyone today. But before we dive into that, I'm curious to know you guys' like horror backstory. Like what got you into the genre? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've said it many times. I am a lifelong fan of horror. It's for as long as I can remember, I've been exposed to them. And for most of that time, I've been a fan. I was just a little bit afraid of Scream when it was first shown to me as, as like a seven or eight-year-old. But then uh, quickly overcame those fears and just coded a website to uh, keep track of like how I felt. And this was in like 2000, 2001. I would just have horror movie parties that lasted the whole weekend where just like all our friends in the basement watching as many horror movies as we could fit. So lifelong That's fan awesome. here. Love yeah, that. I came into really loving horror a little bit later in life. I was uh, terrified of horror movies as a child. Um, They also weren't super loud in the house, more like violent movies, I think. (laughs) Like, yeah, less violent horror movies, maybe like, you know, classics. That would have been okay. For sure. Um, But yeah, I I think when I got into like high school and stuff, that's when, you know, you have sleepovers with the girls, Mm -hmm. you're going to the video store. That's when we would start watching. uh, Yeah, that's when I saw a lot of horror movies for the first time. And then I majored in film in college. That's where I met James and took a horror film course. It was like theory and history. And then I just fell in love with it. That course really changed how i viewed the genre and yeah there was just no going back yeah the first movie we ever watched as a couple was hellraiser mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> see there you go lifelong and love and lifelong horror fans right there yeah <laughs> okay so i'm curious to know um we can do this as it could be something that's older or something that's newer is there a horror movie 
that really creeps you out, that still gets under your skin or recently just like blew your mind and got under your skin? Ooh, I like this is this is uh, I feel like normally we just get asked like what our favorites are, which is mm-hmm. fine. I always love talking about our favorites. Um, I mean, we love Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as ooh, something that actually really scared me, I, I think my answer for that until something else messes me up just as much is going to be Lake Mungo. Oh, yeah. My Lake God. Mungo genuinely yeah. really frightened me. And we I mean, we watched it in our bedroom in the dark and i just i i i just still can't stop thinking about it and we watched that like years ago at this point yeah but that movie i think is so scary and so disturbing and it does so much with so little yeah i love it yeah i think a recent experience we had watching a movie and being like creeped out was hell house llc we watched that uh pretty recently same thing in the in the room with the lights off and like I feel like we were both on edge and scared the whole time. But honestly, the the, the thing I think of when I hear like chills or creeped out is mm-hmm. uh, we saw Annihilation in theaters mm-hmm. and the whole like last twenty minutes of that movie with like the sound design and the music and what she's seeing and what she's seeing evidence of is just so unnerving to me. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my favorite movie watching experiences. And I, I just remember. Being like this, this feels cosmic and mm-hmm. existential, yeah. and and just like it's so terrifying to me, and I loved it. Awesome, like all just great picks, like Annihilation. Sometimes at night, not TMI. Well, you know, you have to get up, you have to go to the bathroom. You're thirsty, oh, yeah. okay? I hear that bear, like the bear yeah. or whatever, yeah. like that animal. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> scare bear. Yeah. <sighs> Stresses me out. Okay. There's well, that's so much cool. iconic imagery in that movie. Yeah. Because I wasn't even thinking of the bear. I was thinking of like her weird body double at the yeah. end. Oh. Uh, and I'm always big fan of uh, contemporary dance as a horror finale. Like um, us. Like in us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, more of that, please. I love it. <laughs> For sure. Okay. So we kind of touched on like cosmic horror. Is that a favorite of you guys, or do you have like a favorite subgenre in horror? Yeah, we get asked this a lot, and I never have a satisfying answer. I'm realizing <laughs> when I look at uh, my top three kind of favorite horror movies, which are like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, American Psycho, and The Wicker Man, the original. Um, I kind of think I don't, I don't know if this is like a genre, a subgenre, but I think I tend to like horror when the the horrifying thing in it is just real people. There's not anything mm-hmm. supernatural going on. It is just like the horror of other people. Um, I mean, Midsummer you like a lot too, and that's the same thing. Yes, right? I love yeah. Midsummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess folk horror maybe. I like I like folk horror you, I quite feel. a bit. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm, yeah, uh, I you know it. I I guess I've never use this as an answer because I, I guess part of me deep down inside would be worried about how it is taken, but found footage, man. I love found I footage. I love found footage, too. I'll back you up on that thank forever. You because it's so good. Like, th- there are plenty of stinkers in the subgenre, but that's the case for any subgenre, and I, right. I feel like found footage is the one that most consistently gets me creeped out and mm-hmm. um, buying into the verisimilitude and the, the reality of the situation makes me forget that I'm watching a movie. And I, I love it when that happens, and it's rare, but 
yeah, so maybe found footage. And I think uh, Home Invasion also has a lot of really nice. good gems in it. For sure. Yeah, I know um, my co-host, John, he absolutely loves found footage. And even yeah. when you both mentioned like Hell House LLC, he's probably going to be screaming. When he, <laughs> yeah. He's obsessed with the movie. So really cool stuff. Okay. Um, so with Christmas being next month, we're going to create the ultimate holiday horror list for you guys. We'll be sharing our top three holiday horror movies. And then at the end of the movies that we picked, we'll create that ultimate, ultimate list. So yeah. And, and you say yeah. holiday horror, but I, I did interpret that as Christmas horror. Maybe I yes. should have broadened it out a little no, bit. No, no, not, not uh, at all. Okay. Christmas, Christmas horror. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like, can, you know, maybe in a few years we'll have enough Hanukkah. Is there a Hanukkah horror? They're starting to make some. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so cool. I'm excited to like get those into the fold because it's it's been dominated by just Christmas too long. But mm-hmm. yeah, so maybe in a few years we can broaden it out. But I yeah, I feel like right now holiday horror tends to mean more often than not Christmas horror. So that's what I Googled for my suggestions. And uh okay. from that is what I chose my movies. Yeah. All right. I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm excited to know you guys' list. I'm a little bit nervous too. Yeah, um, I, I just I, be anxious when it- <laughs> we we intentionally chose different from each other. Different. Yeah, so we have six okay. different movies between the three of us. Um, I'm guessing that I'm going to make a bold claim, and I'm going to guess that all three of yours are represented between the two of ours. I think so because there's because there are certain just classics that right. you there's expect. There's one I feel very confident about being yeah yeah but how do you want to start this do you want to start or do you oh want my to gosh no um I was, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna see if we could do it you know if chelsea could go first and okay. then james and okay. then i'll go great okay well i'll do speaking of my my tendency to love horror movies where the the central like villain or uh the, the horror conceit of it is just a regular old guy causing trouble <laughs> i'm gonna say christmas evil Ooh, Ooh. starting off with christmas evil. we'll start with christmas evil we'll start a little bit more obscure and then mm. i'm gonna work my way into movies that probably everyone listening to this podcast <laughs> has seen before <laughs> but uh christmas it's a staple yeah i'm well you know i feel like as far as Killer Santas go, Harry is down there. He's not he one is. of the more popular he, ones. I was I was joking that I wanted to do because I don't think there's enough Killer Santas to make this work, but I wanted to do a Killer Santa kind of uh, bracket on the podcast where we make all of the horror Santas fight each other. But I mean, that's just David Harbour <laughs> is just gonna win. Yeah, I, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, him versus Goldberg actually is a pretty. That would be the finals. I that's... mean, it would just be those two, and then like what the like Silent Night, Deadly Night, and mm-hmm. Christmas Evil. Basically, there are others out there. There's like, isn't there that Robo Santa in? Oh, uh, yeah. oh yes. In oh yeah. Ooh. Christmas Bloody Christmas is that what it is? All the names start to run together. Yeah. It does. Yeah, but there is a Robo Santa out there. But, you're right. You're right. You're. But right. Harry's just a regular ass guy. He's just a regular <laughs> uh, blue collar guy who lives in a weird uh, house that is themed to Santa Claus. He's like the Santa version of Maniac. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I could see that. Harry's angry, so maybe with that energy, that angry energy, I, I don't know. I believe in him. He could... And it, it's a righteous anger, too. He so believes in what he is doing. Yeah, yeah, he's like all... He's the the black and white of morality. Like, it is his world is good versus evil. And if, if you haven't seen Christmas Evil before, that's easily the most obscure movie that I have picked. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the other two movies are less original choices, but Christmas Evil is uh, about, it was literally the, the killer's motivation in this film is that he saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. And I think that that is such a funny conceit for a serial killer. Well, he counts as a serial killer. He's killed more than- he Kills like four? He kills like, yeah. In different like spaces too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's so funny to have as a killer's motivation. And I just think it's delightful. <laughs> Um, when is it from, like, the late 70s? I think it's 1980s, so oh, 19- it's yeah. basically okay, late, 70s. Like late 70s. Yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome pick. Yeah. It sounds like you've seen that before. I, I have. I have, yeah. I just, he was just, I felt bad for him. You know, he was having a, a bad day, and it just kept on getting worse. And, yep. I mean, I would never, you know, go on a <laughs> killing spree, but... He was pushed to the limit, I guess. Yeah, by his by his super capitalist boss and workplace. There, there's a lot of like working class. Yes, and, that's and, why mm-hmm. I like it so much. There's so much class commentary in it because he is a uh, he's like a factory worker, and, and he's like middle management, right? Yeah, so it, well, he gets between... he gets promoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he's a fact. He starts as a factory worker in this toy factory, making very generic Christmas toys. The most generic, and he gets promoted. <laughs> To, yeah, be middle manager, and there's this tension where it's his former coworkers won't stop teasing. They're just the most blue collar union guys. They're all my uncles, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> um, and they're just they're teasing this dude for getting promoted, and he also doesn't quite fit in with the people who technically they're his. Uh, he's he's a member of their class now. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't quite fit in. Collar executive yes. class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't quite fit in with them either. And uh, I just, I love all of that going on. In it's this. great. And it yeah. just, I don't know. There's something about the, it's this kind of wintry factory aesthetic. And there's even like a union Christmas party, which like I, my dad worked uh, in a, in a car factory when I was a kid, he was a tinsmith. And so I have all these memories of going uh, to have, going to Christmas parties, like the one in the movie on the factory floor. And they, at least at ours, they would have stuff for the kids. They would have like costume characters walking around and like Mm -hmm. games and stuff. Um, This one is just like kids, I guess, like go entertain yourselves while the adults get drunk. But yeah, I don't know. There's something that feels very nostalgic to me about this movie. And also the fact that Santa's sleigh in this is just a creeper, a white creeper van that has a sleigh painted on it. Yeah. It's so good. And you know what's funny too? Like when he, you know, as the movie goes on, he just becomes more and more unhinged, right? Mm-hmm. And like the way he just runs away and the look in his eyes, like clearly, you know, like he clearly snapped, but like the actor, he did an incredible job because I believed him. Like I believe that he was truly crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Weird cast of that movie too, because that guy's Fiona Apple's dad. And I, that, that oh, lead yeah. actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just wonder if they ever talk about it. Ever, do they watch it on Christmas? Yeah, has they, Fiona seen that movie? Do they celebrate Christmas? I don't remember if she is like I don't know what what their actual religious denomination oh, yeah. is. Uh, but um, that you've got oh, what's his face? Uh, Hector Salamanca from Breaking oh, Bad is yeah, in it. Um, so, Guy from, from Succession is in yeah. there. Yeah, it's a, it's oh a wow, it's it's a very bizarre cast on a very bizarre movie. Love it. Thanks. Good pick. Okay, and your turn, James. 
All right, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to start with my favorite. My favorite. We fought over who got this. I know, I called it, I did. <laughs> I was like, this one's on mine. We love it so much. It, it is my favorite Christmas horror movie of all time. Um, and it's not like a longstanding classic. So uh, I'm happy to go against the grain on what other people's choices are for that. But better watch out. I yes. absolutely love blew my mind first time I saw it. And every time I watch it, it just feels more relevant, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, just, it, it's so entertaining. Uh, I hesitate to talk too much about it because I think it is one of those movies it's where- It's so worth going in not knowing. Completely sure. blind. If you know nothing about this movie, please watch it. It's an Australian movie from like, what is it? 2014, 15, like mid 2010s. And it's it's just so- effing good i love it and and uh, again i don't want to say too much more without spoiling it because uh watching it unfold without knowing where it's going is so rewarding and surprising and the acting in it is so good because olivia de jong i think is how you say mm-hmm. her name who was in um what was the m night Shyamalan the visit with the, the visit. grandparents yeah she's in that oh, uh yeah. she's in some other things and she is just amazing in this role as is the 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 young boy playing the because mm-hmm. it, it she's playing a babysitter who's watching over a kid and his best friend who's staying over and mm-hmm. then like a, a home invasion starts and that's all i'll say about the movie but the themes of the film are are touched upon in such a um honest way i think like a very real mm-hmm. way that reflects uh a lot of real life issues there's a lot mm-hmm. of um I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I hesitate to use a buzzword that might get people mad, but like it, it's toxic masculinity and and the entitlement that some mm-hmm. uh, dudes feel towards women and mm-hmm. what they deserve and everything. And I don't know. I, I just think it's handled in a way that's like entertaining and sometimes funny, but mostly like disturbingly real. Yeah, it, it's it, very it's like dark humor, which mm-hmm. I think is really fun. Yeah. And uh, the gar- I wouldn't like this movie as much if it took itself so seriously it'd be too mm-hmm. depressing because that's what makes the, the the commentary in it work is yeah is handling it with a ah. touch of like with handling it with like a wink and a uh and a uh oh my god sorry molly has opinions on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes our dog molly <laughs> uh but yes and also just her character i think really makes that movie um and its themes uh handled so well because she's so no nonsense and like mm-hmm. such a you know strong female character but like yeah. she she is just like a she won't put up with this shit and she calls mm-hmm. it out and i love it i i, I yeah. just love that movie so much that is an awesome pick that one almost made my list almost. okay um man yeah the boy who plays luke is it yeah the luke's yeah. the character's name Woo! his performance is incredible okay yeah. i'm gonna stop because no spoilers no spoilers <laughs> Okay, uh, so my pick, I went with a favorite of mine, and that is Dead End from 2003. Oh, yeah. well, it, my theory's out the window, because uh-huh. that is not on either of our lists, and in fact, oh, I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know this. And I don't oh know if goodness. I've heard of it, so can you please enlighten us? Yes, I'll tell you everything. Okay, 2003. We, I'm so curious, because this, 2003 is a weird spot yeah, in that horror. Yeah, really, if you asked me to give, like, a, a, a range of, like, what were just really kind of 
downer years for horror. 2003 would be up there. <laughs> it's like pre-torture porn boom. It's like maybe still in the midst of the, the Japanese imports and stuff. But yeah, like, that would be. But teen slashers are kind of dead by this point. So like, yeah, what is this movie? We were getting some weird stuff in, in 2003. One that <laughs> sticks out. I remember watching Dreamcatcher in theaters. And yes. yes, yes. That was an experience. <laughs> That was an experience. Can, does Dreamcatcher count as a Christmas movie? <laughs> right, it's, it's winter. Yeah, it's winter and snowy. In like a cabin. And, oh and my God, that movie, dude. Morgan Freeman, Santa Claus, just helicopters <laughs> in. There you go. An hour into the movie and you're like, wait, where did you come from? And then you're like, oh, we still have an hour and a half left of this thing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it was so this... This one, I think, uh, with that in, I think I watched it on cable. I was in high school, and it has a really cool cast. Lynn Shea is in it. Ray nice. Wise is in it. Um, oh, nice. It feels very 2000s horror, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, even if you were to watch, like, the trailer, it has words flying at you, yeah. some guitar music. Like, I love it. So... <laughs> It has a very dark humor um, and a creepy atmosphere. It's basically about this family that takes a, they're taking a road trip. They're going somewhere in the middle of the night and Ray Wise, he's the dad. He decides to take a different route, you know, and it's just like, oh no. Right. So um, this is one of my favorite Christmas theme movies, but also one of my favorite like indie movies in general. So, you know, you have the son, you have the daughter and her boyfriend. Uh, The son is just a terrible, like, teenage boy for some reason he's carrying around a porno magazine like your family is there Uh you know um but yeah as as stuff starts to unfold some weird things start to happen on the road um no spoilers but the family they they get out of their car a couple of times and it's like at this point come on what are you doing you know and it's like a classic dark road and you do get attached to the family because you just want them to have a great christmas Mm -hmm. that's all you want so I remember when I first watched it, it creeped me out. I recently rewatched it. Um, this was like during the summer for some reason. And I need a little razzle dazzle. And yeah, there's still like some creepy parts that's in there. Like I don't want to give away the spoilers, but yeah, basically, I watch this now. It's so good. It's it's free on Tubi and Peacock. It's like everywhere. It's oh, everywhere nice. with that. But yeah, what, I um, what's it called again? I'm sorry. Dead end. Dead end. Okay. Yeah. You'll also oh, see a lot okay, of familiar you know faces. What? I don't know what I was expecting, but 75% on Rotten Tomatoes for a movie that came out in 2003. A horror movie, Or a yeah. horror movie, mm-hmm. rather, is actually... That must mean it's pretty damn good, because... Yeah, I feel I like nowadays critics are a little more uh, fair <laughs> towards forgiving, horror. Uh-huh. But back yeah. then, it was like, oh, it's horror? Uh, nope, not good. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool thing. I, I love finding out about new... Because that's the thing. We, all of us, talk about horror movies for a living... So we see and watch so many of them, but there, there it's always, never ending. There's always one never. You haven't there's seen. always new yeah. ones of every flavor to find and learn about and discover and to be like, oh, this is my jam. Like, yeah. I thought I had seen all all of my favorite horror movies, but like no, you this haven't. One. No one has, yeah. except maybe Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's I, the only I one. think he's he has. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we're gonna go back to Chelsea. All okay. Right. Ooh, I, I'm trying to think of which one I want to talk about next because I feel like the next two I picked are just very standard classics. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess 
Let's do, I mean, I guess Gremlins, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Why not Gremlins? It's, it's fun for the whole family. It is fun mm-hmm. for the whole family, except for if you're a dad who's dressed as Santa Claus and you want to surprise your family by going down the chimney. Then it's not fun <laughs> for the whole family. Oh, my God. But besides that, we're having a great time. I mean, I don't know. What is there to say about Gremlins that has not already been... Seven. Yeah, I mean, well, there's there's always people who are going to be like, that's not a horror movie. And it's, what, whatever, it's, it's a horror movie and a comedy and mm-hmm. an adventure movie and a family film. Like, it's all those it's things. It's a horror movie. Joe Dante yeah. made, I mean, te- Joe Dante also made Looney Tunes back in action, which is not a horror <laughs> movie, but... And I, and I could see the argument that Gremlins 2 isn't horror because that's yeah. its own thing entirely. That's that's its own genre. Yeah. Gremlins 2 is its own standalone genre. But yeah, Gremlins is horror. It's, yeah, for sure. It's scary. It's got little monster critters mm-hmm. There's kills in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some fun kills. Yeah. And I was terrified of Gremlins as a kid, so. Yeah, when they get mean, they're, they're scary. I just, like, I didn't see the actual movie until I was a bit older but I just, I knew of Gremlins, I think just through like, you know, cousins and stuff, like friends mm-hmm. who had seen it. And it was just in the pop culture kind mm-hmm. of atmosphere. And I remember like knowing the rules of Gremlins, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone just knew that. Like, you can't get them wet. Can't uh, feed them after midnight. Feed, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then I just, having not seen the movie, I assumed all of them were scary, including Gizmo. So Gizmo scared me because I just oh, thought no, the he has yes. <laughs> I didn't know until I saw it, like as more of an adult, that like oh, Gizmo is like a, a just a cute little baby the whole time. He doesn't get yeah. And scared. originally he was supposed to turn yeah. into Stripe, and it's such a good move that he doesn't. But as a kid, I thought that he what he did, and mm. that's him being all cute was so scary to me because he. The, I knew that, like, no, he has the potential. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he, I, he he's just sweet the whole time. And I like how, how to even circumvent that that fear of the cute becoming evil. They Even the, the ones that turn into gremlins, when mm-hmm. they're mogwai, like, they're still a little goofy looking. Like, they're not <laughs> as cute as Gizmo. So it's not like you don't have to fall in love with these things that are yeah. then going to turn evil. They're already kind of like... Yeah, know, yeah, they off. all look a little. There are. It's like even before they go all scary, they're all kind of mean. Like mm-hmm. they're all mean to Gizmo. Yeah, and they're still fluffy and and the cute versions of Gremlins, but they're not like Gizmo. Yeah, yeah, they've all got kind of silly caricature faces almost. <laughs> so, a question for you both: Would you want a Gremlin now? I mean, just follow the rules. Like, like- no, no. How can you keep it from getting wet? And, and I feel like they, because because even Gizmo, like, would get into stuff he's not supposed to. And I feel like you have to, he's like a baby or like a toddler. Like, friends I know who are parents say that having a toddler is just constantly watching this living thing and making sure it doesn't kill itself. Like that, and they they will always, they just try and find, what, it's like they're constantly just trying to yeah, unknowingly. Yeah, like program to, like. Just accidentally hurt themselves yeah. yeah and that's what gizmo is and he's the good one so. and, and and keeping them from being wet i got my sock wet this morning <laughs> because someone dropped ice out of the the water dispenser of the fridge and didn't pick it up and it melted and i stepped in it yeah. like boom there you go gremlins <laughs> everywhere just because of that 
I mean, maybe he could, him or her, you can put them in a cute little sweater. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to say a cage. Yeah, <laughs> you put them in a little cute little cage. No. It's like, well, now we have bigger problems on our hands. <laughs> so ethical dilemmas. Not at all. But yeah, okay, good I, pick. I, yeah, I, I, I love Gremlins. And, of course, you get uh, Dick, some Miller. Dick Miller in there. Yeah, so. <laughs> we love Dick Miller. Yeah. yeah. Any, any chance he pops up, it's always a good time. Okay, so I'm going to uh, cheat a little bit for this for my next pick, okay? Because here, here, okay. here's what I'm going to propose. My pick is the entire <laughs> franchise of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Because here's my, yeah. here's my reason, okay? <laughs> I love that, and I'm... I'm Excluding the remake, but you know what? You can even put that in there because it's a solid remake. Uh, I love how friggin' weird that franchise is and how crazy it gets and unrelated to itself it gets in like four and five. Mm -hmm. But when I think of each movie as an individual movie, I could never pick any of them for like a favorite holiday movie because individually they're all so flawed that I would be like, no, that couldn't be in my top three. But as a whole, I'm so happy for that franchise to go through what it does because the sum is greater than its part. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There, there's a, a, uh, exactly. Cause that first movie is the most straightforward one. It's like a slasher. It's so grimy. It's, that yeah. first one makes me so uncomfortable. Th- there's me like two too. Or three, <laughs> I think there are three like sexual assault scenes. Yeah, so it's, it's very uncomfortable yeah. in that regard. Uh, I do love Billy as a character just because mm-hmm. he's just so damaged. He's like an even more messed up version of Harry from Christmas Evil because he's just like, at least Harry, you see a little bit of the thought process. Yeah. Billy's just like naughty. Yeah, and, and it's sweaty. Just this arrested development kind of uh, <laughs> mode. So, but the, the the first one, it is grimy and I kind of like the grime. I love the the grandpa that scares the crap mm-hmm. out of his his grandson. And it's got some great kills like the antlers, uh, with Linnea Quigley. But yeah, it does have like a, a meanness to it and a weirdness that um, is a little off-putting. And then you have part two, which is half just recap of that movie and half weird crime movie with Eric Freeman doing yeah, the Garbage, garbage Day. day. <laughs> so it's like, it, it just and Garbage Day is of course the most memeified line from that, but there are other choice lines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like when the, he's, the, the detective is like writing down notes and Eric Freeman's like, red car. Good call, or something like that. And it's just these insane deliveries that makes that so entertaining. Uh, and then the third one is possibly one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. Is that the, like, there's, like, a witch or something? No. See? that That's not that one. The third one is, is so boring, no wonder you don't remember it. Yeah. But the crazy thing is that it has Bill Mosley, yeah. one of the most oh, electric, yeah. dynamic people in horror films playing the killer possibly i believe he's playing eric freeman's character because his name is still ricky but Mm -hmm. his like brain is exposed he's got like a glass bowl around his head and he is just catatonic his character portrayal of that is just catatonic boring ass killer and then it's just shot so poorly the other actors aren't doing anything interesting It, it is such a forgettable horror movie that i find it fascinating by how bad it is. Oh, I think actually isn't the protagonist like a blind uh psychic? She is. Okay. So it does have that going for it. That's great. I'm happy for him. But the fourth one is then just so out of left field a 
a witch. Yeah, this is what I remember. Evil and feminist called like, bugs and stuff. With yeah. bugs made by Screaming Mad George. Clint Howard is there as this weird, dirty man running around. <laughs> and it's just like this. It's, it's the most stereotypical, like, oh, the feminazis are going to come uh-huh. for you. And it's like, they're going to seduce your women and turn them all into lesbians. And it's, <laughs> it's so weirdly... Uh, I don't know what the point of that movie is, but it's fascinating to watch. I think it's a Usna movie too, oh, so it's okay. like got yeah. a sexy element to it. It's a little sleazy. Uh huh. Very sleazy. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one, you get friggin' Mickey Rooney. There you go. Yeah. Making a robot boy who is has an Oedipus complex, and they're just like, oh god, it's it, it's like killer toys. It, mm-hmm. You have like a little bit of a demonic toys element to it. It's nuts that the Mickey Rooney <laughs> one is in that franchise. B- because he wrote about the first movie being an ab- abomination. He like wrote to newspapers oh, about, he was a, a, that's what he was one of, yeah, I was did? gonna mention part of the reason that I think that first one is great and deserves a place in the Christmas pantheon is because there were protests against it when it came out. Uh, parents were very concerned about a killer Santa Claus being represented on screen, and it was yanked from like a bunch of theaters. Um, it was it was genuinely controversial, and I love a controversial horror movie. Uh, that's always exciting to me. I didn't know Mickey Rooney. He I was mean, that part makes of that sense. moral he's, outcry. Yeah, he's like wow. such an American golden boy. Yeah, but then he turns around and is in the fifth one, <laughs> and it's it's so uh, it's so all those things together, and then the remake. Like I said, is a serviceable remake. It um, it's not like a direct beat for beat remake of the first mm-hmm. one. It's more like taking just the concept of Killer Santa and doing its own thing with it. And it's it's got good acting in it, and it's kind of like well made technically. So uh, I think it's it's entertaining enough as its own, and it's got it's very gory too, which uh, has that going yeah. for it. So uh, I think collectively, all those movies, I am fascinated that they are all part of a single franchise. And so I, I will, with your permission, select the entire franchise as my my second pick. I, I say, yeah, because you know Thank what? You. I, I might be biased, but I'm a fan of this ridiculous franchise. I just <laughs> love it so much, especially part four. I love Clint Howard. Like, yeah. he's always playing some dirty man for some reason, you know. <laughs> yeah. just, but just very off-putting. This one is so gross. Like, I'm not a fan of bugs. You can hear the sounds. It is very much used. It feels like him, you know? It's so random. Like, I think it could have just been a movie of its own. Like, not even a part of the franchise, It probably honestly. was. Yeah. Oh, and they probably they just slapped. a Hellraiser where they <laughs> just grab a I don't know for a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised. Because yeah. it's like, what the does it have to do with anything else in Silent Night, Deadly Night? At least the yeah. third one ostensibly was the same character from the second one. The fourth one is just completely random. Mm-hmm. And then and then Clint Howard's in the fifth one, too, playing maybe the same character from the fourth one, even though he died. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. The, the same, the main girl from the fourth one, she's in the fifth one, too, as the mom's friend, just on yeah. the sideline. Like, it's just... Why? What is going on there? <laughs> okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so for my second pick, I'm gonna go with Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, nice. Okay, again, yeah. this one we've heard of extensively, but we still haven't watched it. And so oh, I think you'll you, enjoy you it. might just give us like all these yeah. new ones to watch. Yeah, these yeah. Yeah, movies we haven't seen. I know, I know we have like I feel so bad we haven't watched Anna and the Apocalypse. Because it's a musical, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a musical. So scared I'm not gonna like it i think because people like it so much that mm-hmm. i'm afraid i'm gonna watch it and be like the one person that doesn't like it does that make sense yeah have you ever yeah. had that anxiety before <laughs> yeah it's 
So, okay, I'm not, I don't mind musicals, you know, um, sometimes this is obviously not like a horror movie, but Frozen, I just, I couldn't do like this. They just kept on singing. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like this. And the songs are really good. Like the, the songs slap, like it's like a horror, but it's like glee. You know what I mean? So it, it just, it, it meshes well. And plus it has zombies in it. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it has a, like a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of gore. The gore is fun. Uh, basically, it's like you see this schoolgirl. It starts off kind of like a normal day, but then it just completely just turns. Just my point. Oh, sorry. That was that was my cat. She scared me. I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> I just finished watching like benching some ghost movies. Okay, never mind. Rabbit hole. Point is, <laughs> <laughs> point is, it's basically. It's, it's a horror musical, and I just feel like with this type of... If musicals were done like this one, I feel like more people would be into it. And I'm saying this okay. as someone who's not... Sometimes, you know, when... I know it's not a Disney movie, but think about like a Disney movie where it's just like they sing a song. I, I, they wake up in the morning and then two minutes later, there's another song. So it's it's not like that. It's like spaced out and they still give enough horror for it to be like really enjoyable. Okay. And the gore. Yeah, okay. I, I knew it was musical. I knew it was zombies. I didn't necessarily know that it was very gory. That's mm -hmm. always entertaining to watch. And and do you know offhand what year that's from? Because I, I forget. It is from 2017. Okay, so mid-late 2010s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I it's It's been on our list for years. Yeah, because we like musicals. We love musicals. Yeah, okay, so awesome. we love musicals. Yeah, because you're talking about, like, there's another... I'm like, yeah, give me more songs. More, more yeah. songs. <laughs> Just back-to-back, -back, please. Uh, yeah, because because there are, there are some musicals that are just songs, right? Oh mm -hmm. yeah, like where they're totally sung through. I mean, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yep, yep. Is entirely One of our favorites. Sung through. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is my favorite. I mean, Hamilton, basically. Yeah. Hades Town. Hades Town. Hell yeah, yeah. So we're we're big fans of musicals. So uh, it. I feel like we're predisposed to like this movie. Mm -hmm. And I forget, is it from another country? Uh, or is it a, um, a US It movie? is. I think it might be. I don't want to say that it's Australian. Uh, somebody's probably yelling right now that it's not. Is it? Is it English language, though? It is. Okay. It is. Um, so yeah, maybe it's like... Uh, it is British. It's British. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I... the same director, um, he just directed Dear David. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been hearing some oh, buzz like, about that. Bu literally, the BuzzFeed horror movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it is it an influencer horror movie or just more like um It kind of started from Twitter. Um yeah. there's this guy. Yeah. Okay. Because he knows. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a like a comic artist um who basically started this like Twitter thread about weird stuff happening in his That's house. right. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. And they made it into a movie. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, okay. It is looked it up oh the guy is from scotland this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, just have yeah. to look that up. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, uh, we're we're glancing through the cast. I don't recognize anyone, but I'm, I'm. Yeah, it just sounds cool. Oh, Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. I see one yeah. uh, blurb. <laughs> yeah. 
That's yeah, cool. well, you should watch this. Yeah, we'll we definitely can watch save this it year, for over Christmas break or that'll something. That'll be nice. Yeah, get yeah, some. Uh, we're we're gonna try to make butter beer like from Ooh, Universal. You yeah, know, like warm butter beer or. Uh, oh yeah. Well, also I found a recipe because apparently butter beer, like actual buttered beer, is a recipe from the 1500s England. It's like a Tudor era recipe, and somehow it it it, it was like. Say like we know exactly what the recipe for this one, or like a version of that recipe still exists. Yeah, and you can make it at like accurate to Let's how it would have Friday, been man. made, and Let's make some we'll beer. see if we like it. <laughs> yeah. It literally is just it's like buttered beer with spices and stuff. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. That sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before um you do tell us like your final choice, Chelsea, could you give us a recap of your list? Okay, so uh, Christmas Evil, and gremlins are my choices okay. so far mm-hmm. and my last choice i feel like this is this feels like cheating i think because it is just it's such a good movie in general and i think especially in recent years this movie has really become a favorite uh it's black christmas i gotta Ooh. pick black christmas the first of the three black christmas yeah, yeah yeah yeah. okay <laughs> Bob Clark's Black Christmas. Nice. Yeah. Um, again, just like with Gremlins, what is there to say about Black Christmas that has not been said? I guess it's a little in terms of like uh, pop culture at large. This one is less well known than Gremlins. Uh, but Black Christmas is, I, I don't know. It, I, I just love how feminine this movie is. Like, this, it's such interesting female characters especially for when it was made um mm-hmm. and what i'm trying, i forget 74 what, yeah 74 well, the same year as texas chainsaw massacre because those two like like the pre-halloween yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like black christmas is like uh, you know people often say like halloween i think people wrongly maybe claim that halloween's like that is the first slasher and like it's no, it's what made slashers really popular yeah black christmas is is like a pre-halloween slasher um, and one that John Carpenter just admits, like, oh, I, I just wanted to do that with a different holiday. Yeah, like, yeah He yeah. was like, Black Christmas. Uh, it's got the POV killer shot. Yep. Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know, like, the, the lead character in Black Christmas, I, I wrote a whole essay about this movie in college for that horror film course I talked about oh, because I just cool. was so, like, moved by it and by this character. Like, she especially for when this is made, like she is such an empathetic portrayal of a really fully fleshed out young woman Mm -hmm. who um, gets pregnant unexpectedly and she wants an abortion and is not sorry about it. Um, It causes tension with her and her boyfriend um, who, I I don't know, it's just, it's, it's so cool how this movie is in a kind of political, like, and it's not afraid of that. And I think it just makes her so much more interesting as a kind of final girl, which mm-hmm. she is. Uh, and she directly goes against the kind of horror movie rule of the final girl needing to be very virginal and innocent because she's explicitly not. Um, and I think that's why I love it so much. And on top of that, it's genuinely scary. Yeah. Um, especially the the ending where it's her being chased around the house by the killer. There's some really great unexpected scares that are just 
like the the choreography of some of the scares in the end is just so great. It's lots of misdirection of where the camera wants you to look on screen mm-hmm. versus where something is actually going to pop out. And the the final shot of the movie with the phone ringing in the house and it's just kind of quiet and there's no music or anything. And you it, it's the reveal that like, no, it's not over. And mm. that it gives me chills thinking about it. It's such a cool ending. So, yeah. 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 And, and so many movies today, horror and otherwise, feel the need to explain every little thing about them. And Black Christmas is so confident that it's like this killer, you don't know anything about him. Yes. You, you don't learn anything you, about him. There's no, it, he's just left kind of a weird mystery. And there's little things you can maybe piece together, but like that, no. Yeah. It's just, it's just some mystery force out there killing these people. And I, I do think it's hilarious that the, the remake from 2006 takes the little phone snippets that we get in the original and then devises this entire insane, like incest backstory for Billy and Agnes. And they're like jaundiced and they're eating eyeballs and stuff. It's a disgusting movie that I can respect for how disgusting it is, but like nothing, Thing touches that original yeah. and it, it's it's it feels like such a modern depiction of these characters and these issues and you have the the house mom who's oh my hilarious gosh, yes, the house mother who is just this older very drunk woman <laughs> she has a problem but oh, we yeah. love her she's hiding pints and toilet tanks problem oh like that goodness. is a this problem woman is like borderline just drinking mouthwash to get drunk but we <laughs> yeah. love her she knows how to party and like the dad comes uh over to the sorority house looking for his missing daughter and she has oh, to like she covers up the nudie poster mm. yeah <laughs> i love it it's, it's oh, so yeah. good it's yeah. a classic for a reason it really is. And I, I still feel like it's for people who are new to horror. I still feel like they can like check it out and enjoy yeah. it. You know, yeah. it's one of the ones it's that they should enough. check yeah. out as, as like just a, a fundamental. It feels so modern. Mm-hmm. And I also just love that it's made by Bob Clark, who also <laughs> made a Christmas story, which is my favorite Christmas movie in general. That guy's got to have one of the weirdest filmographies yes, ever. Yes, Porky's? What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Bob Clark. Yeah. Like, R.I.P. Canadian legend, legend yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, and James, could you give us a recap on your picks before diving into your final one? For sure. My picks are uh, best Christmas horror movie ever. Better watch out. Uh, I mean, Black Christmas is... Too, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the entirety of the Silent Night, Deadly Night <laughs> franchise, just as one collective entry my third entry is uh a a fun for the whole family kind of like gremlins it's krampus it's krampus everyone uh i think has it has a lot of respect nowadays uh everyone recognizes trick-or-treat and krampus as mike doherty's wonderful contributions to the genre where they're they're very fun and playful trick-or-treat has a bit more of a meaner spirit to it and more gore krampus manages to be a pg-13 uh, fun entry level horror for everyone to uh, experience, and it's you know I, I love that it's this uh, dysfunctional family that learns the meaning of Christmas because a Krampus is trying to come around and kidnap <laughs> them all, and uh, I, it's a great cast, a lot of wonderful comedic actors. You got uh, David Keckner in there, mm-hmm. right? And just doing the David Keckner thing, just being bald and boisterous, just <laughs> as, <laughs> as like the the uncle. <laughs> yeah, and oh man, I I love it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Like I, uh, I feel like this is like the perfect movie to watch with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless problems, happy family. You just 
you need to watch it. Yeah, it's got it's got a good amount of little scares, but also, like I said, just a lot of fun and and the effects are great with the the practical like um, Jack in the Box and all those things coming to life, and then you got like these little CGI ginger ginger dead yeah, gingerbread man <laughs> running around. Uh, I think voiced by Seth Green, maybe, oh, and sure. and they're, they're doing so their thing. Cute. Got a fun little dog. And I the Krampus design is cool too, because at yeah. first I didn't understand what I was looking at, right? But mm-hmm. once I realized, oh wait, that's not. It's not his face. face. It's wearing Santa Claus as a mask. Yeah. That's so cool. It's great. And and Krampus, you know, has, I feel like, really had his his moment the past decade uh, really coming to his own in pop culture as just this, like, the antithesis of Santa Claus. He's coming around. He's got his little... uh, That switch. His switch just slapping the the naughty kids. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've got this Krampus shirt on right now. It's not like the movie Krampus. It's just a silly little Krampus with some kids in a a basket behind him. Mm -hmm. Those kids are going to get switched, man. (laughs) And we ain't talking Nintendo. No. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Um, so just my first two that I picked dead end, uh, 2003, Anna and the apocalypse, 2017. And then my final one, P2, because this one stresses me out. Like you ever watch a movie that just makes your armpits so sweaty, like where it's just no matter how many times you've seen this movie, I feel like that's what it does for me. So it's basically about this woman. She's getting off work and she basically just gets trapped inside like this parking garage on Christmas Eve with the psychopath who dances to Elvis. Um, You know, I did hear some women say like, oh, well, would it really be that bad? Because, you know, they think the guy is good looking, you know, so, but he's a psychopath. Like the stuff that he does, he, he trapped her. Like it's, it's just one of those movies that I love watching. And no matter how many times I see it, it just makes me, it just makes my anxiety just rise super high. Oh my, this is another one we have not seen. Yeah. I'm glad you're recommending. Oh my I'm, gosh. I apologize for thinking that you, we would just have the same entries because I, I should have had more respect for your deep picks and, and just your your breadth of that. Because you were talking about how you had a hard time picking just three. And I was like, I had a hard time picking the six okay, between the two like of a, us. But another 2000s horror yeah, yeah. I, I'm loving this. This is so cool that you have uh, that you're you're picking these that we can go and watch and, and oh my gosh, experience. Yay. I hope <laughs> that you guys enjoy it. It gets a little dark. Like again, I mean, I love rewatching it, you know. But it just it's just it's just the kind of movie that will kind of stress you out. But the performances are great. Wes Bentley, like. This is that's the guy who plays. He I plays. Just saw, I was like, yeah. okay, I get why people are like, no, but he's sexy. I'm like, okay. yeah, no. <laughs> that, that's that's giving me like red eye. Where yes, it's this yeah. tense Killian situation. Yeah. Extremely similar thing going in that on. movie, but yeah. like, and you know, <laughs> it's so crazy because even when you think about like an underground parking lot, yeah, it could be creepy. The movie majority of the time takes place underground in the lot, and it's like what they do. It's incredible. It's like, please. Ooh, okay. that, please. That's another. We were talking about subgenres, and I mentioned home invasion, but I yes, think in general, one location, one location, mm-hmm. love one location like no exit movies. from last year yes. was really good, uh-huh. and like yeah. Hush is so good. And so this sounds very appealing. Yeah. And it's, it's in what way is it a Christmas movie? Is it just like takes place? It, it takes place on Christmas Eve. So okay. the woman, she's a workaholic, kind of. Mm-hmm. Some will say that, but she's about to leave, and she's waiting for her cab. 
and I'll just stop there because, you know, spoilers, but it's, it's a wild ride. Like, again, it just always stresses me out all the time. Is, is the title P2 like the level of the parking garage that she's on? Yes. Okay, cool. Great. Ooh, maybe I'll watch that when I, because I like to, I'll put on stuff to watch while I'm working out. Maybe yeah. I'll watch that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, Do it. I'm so excited that you gave us three recommendations and only one that I was kind of familiar with, mm-hmm, with Anna and the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The other two, I think I saw P2 when I Googled Christmas horror movies, but mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know what it was and it sounds very appealing. Okay, cool. I hope that you do check it out and hope that you both enjoy it. Yeah. So now we have to create from the list that we pulled that perfect list, the ultimate list. Yeah. So we can start with Chelsea's um, picks first. So Mm -hmm. she picked Christmas Evil, Gremlins, Black Christmas. So we have to pick one. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Tough. I mean... I feel like the most kind of deserving is just Black Black Christmas to me feels so yeah. ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm Gremlins right, yeah. is great. It's a fun mm-hmm. movie, but like Black Christmas is is, is so doing stuff. Classic. Mm-hmm. And right? so like it's it's just so good. I, I gotta pick Black Christmas. I agree with that pick. Especially sure. if it, this <clears throat> is like a, a list of like essentials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm right there with you. You know, I was close with Gremlins, but right? you know, yeah. we want to make it more horrific for people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and so then out of James's pick, we have Better Watch Out, Silent Night, Deadly Night, the whole franchise plus the <laughs> remake, <laughs> and Krampus. Yeah, I mean, I love Krampus. It's a fun time, but like I said, Better Watch Out is my favorite Christmas horror movie. I, I have to pick it just because of it's how so good, how fresh it feels, how surprising it is, how like disturbing it is, and mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, I gotta go with that. And hopefully, you guys agree. I know Krampus is great, but yeah, <laughs> yep, Chelsea, what do you think? No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Well, I'm right there with you. I'm super biased when it comes to that movie. Better watch (laughs) out. I feel like everybody needs to experience it. Yeah. 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 And I I hope people really seek that out without looking. And don't look anything up. Don't look anything up. Just watch it. It's great. So then the ones that I picked, Dead End, Anna and the Apocalypse, and P2. I'm thinking Anna and the Apocalypse. Because even from, you know, I feel like we have some horrific stuff that's going on. We need a musical. <laughs> People need a musical. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to have to follow your lead since we haven't seen any of them. But just as far as like being well known, I think Anna and the Apocalypse is definitely the one I've, I've heard of yes. most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it's, it's done something to stand out. Whereas mm-hmm. the other two, no matter how good they are, maybe they just haven't broken through for whatever reason. But Anna and the Apocalypse yeah. has captured people and it's a perennial request every year for us to cover it yes that's the one where people are gonna be mad we haven't seen it yet yeah for sure (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) okay cool so yeah so we created it so we have black christmas the 1974 version better watch out and anna and the apocalypse i think that this is un like this list is bomb i love it it is it's it's got a lot of different flavors to it too yeah Mm -hmm. which is great yeah definitely okay and do you guys have any bonuses? Any ones that almost made your list? Um. Ooh. I mean, I don't know if it would have made my list, but I really liked the um, 
David Harper's Violent Night. Violent Night, yeah. yeah. I always forget what some of these are called because yeah. they have such they all they the start titles. To run they blend. Yeah, sure. yeah, that one it's it's tough because it's like, is it a horror it's, movie? It's, it's borderline. It's very borderline. It's kind of like Upgrade was, where it's like it's kind of actiony, but I mean, I don't know. It's got one of the best kills yes. ever yeah. at the end. It's it's just such I a, knew which one you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's a it's such it's, a funny way to do that. Action. It's just so surprising and so it's just it's such a great payoff. And also David Harbour in that movie is Chelsea is so the, that's the most I've ever been into David Harbour or Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, Chelsea. I mean, they know what they're doing with those those it's, gear up it's shots. Just because he's like this ripped, like like old, <laughs> like mythological figure, but also he's taking care of this little girl, and like that'll ju- that just and that's the other thing is, is the backstory it gives to that character is so great and just perfect for sequels. Give us more yeah. of this because yeah. it just touches on it a little bit, gives you, you a little more taste. Santa lore, I need more Santa. Hell lore. yeah! It's 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 <laughs> such a good amount that leaves you wanting more, and I hope we get more because it's it's great. Yeah. I'm still, well, I was going to ask, do you think there will be a sequel? Uh, it did really well, did right? Did it do well? I yeah. think it did uh, surprisingly well for what it is. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if we got a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any uh, any bonuses? I did. I have um three. Well, Ooh, okay. Ooh. Black Christmas. I love the 2006 one. I know. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I know. I know. Um <laughs> There, there. That movie has more popped eyeballs than I have ever seen in any other movie. There's so many eyeballs. Like it's insane. It's just gross, but I love it. And and it has know, an icicle kill, which you you gotta have an icicle kill. You do, and and that's that's the thing. Like I feel like the kills are so mean. You know, yeah. I just love. And then Billy, like. He, I think they had him talking way too much. Like yeah. he was calling, and it's just like, please stop. Like, but I, I just really enjoyed that one. Um, and then another one, uh, from I think it's from the eighties. Um, let me look it up real quick. Let me just type that in. Uh, yeah, it is okay. Uh, Soul Survivor from nineteen eighty three. Um, I, I'm a big fan of It Follows, so yes. I've always felt like this one. That, you know, the director, maybe he was inspired by Soul Survivor or even with uh, Final Destination, maybe they were inspired inspired by it. So it's basically about this woman. She is the lone survivor of this plane crash. And then from there, she feels like death is following her. And it is, you know, Um, there's a last scene that just kind of sticks with me. Um, again, so it reminds me of It Follows, Final Destination. It even has like Carnival of Souls like type of vibe that's going on. And okay. it's set during Christmas time. So Man. it's it's weird because it was made in the 80s, right? But yeah. it does not feel like an 80s movie. It the just feels kind of timeless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. Zena, you are coming in with awesome recommendations. I'm so excited. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I hope that you guys enjoy. Um, oh, and then just the last yeah, one. There? Yeah. A Christmas Tale from 2005. Paco Palazza. He directed Veronica as well as some of the Wreck yeah. movies. Ooh, I like yeah. Veronica. Yeah. 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 So he, oh my God, I just love him so much. This movie is basically about um, these kids. They find this woman in a pit. And I'll leave it at that. Ooh, and it's just okay. <laughs> one of those. Yeah, I got it. Just yeah. Yeah. Creepy stuff. 
But I, yeah, so that's our list. And, you know, I just want to, again, thank you guys for, you know, coming on and giving like your awesome recommendations and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, sorry for, I feel so, I, I feel like I gave such basic. Uh, I know, right? No. I feel like a surface level fan now. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, not at all. Awesome, awesome not at things. all. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we we did like a, an amazing job with this. Yeah, um, I mean, what you know, to be fair, we are on the Bloody Disgusting podcast. <laughs> it's hard to find a name. Like Bloody Disgusting and Fangoria are like the, the titans of horror uh-huh. that we can only to hope to uh, to join one day. Because they're fantastic, and I'm so glad to be a part of it now with this podcast episode. We're so glad to have you guys. Like, you know, I know that, you know, you're probably always asked all the time. And so I was just like, oh, man, I wonder if they'll be interested. So I decided to reach out, you know, test my luck out. And I just really appreciate it because you guys are killing it. You know, just really big fans of you both. Yeah, we're big fans of you, too. Yeah, you, too. Okay, so before we head out, I uh, just want to remind our listeners that we do have like a giveaway that's going on. You can win a Bloody Disgusting bundle pack. Um, all you have to do is just basically either send in a question. You can call us or text us. So that's at 224-475-1040. Or if you're shy or if you don't want to text, we're available on social media. So, you know, be disgusting pod, you know, be disgusting podcast, or you can send us an email at be disgusting podcast at gmail.com. So again, thank you guys so much uh, for coming on before I let you go. Okay. I know where to find you on social media, but where can we find you on social media? Best place to go for us is dead meat on YouTube. That's got our flagship series, the kill count and the dead meat podcast, Chelsea show, which is also available, uh, all places that mm-hmm. podcasts are like the audio only version, but we do have the video element on YouTube. Yes. And, uh, on social media at dead meat, James is, is me on Twitter. And then just the, uh, our social media manager on TikTok <laughs> and Instagram, because I can't be arsed to do more than one social media platform. <laughs> yeah. And I'm at Carebeck, C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Nice. And oh, one more question because I'm nosy. Do you have any <laughs> Thanksgiving plans? Oh, uh, we, I think it's, is it the eighth or ninth year yeah, in a row that we, we like do a, a Friendsgiving? Friendsgiving. Yeah, wow. because um, our housemate who we've lived with for, I mean, eight or nine years, uh, he is like an incredible cook and it's just like it, he yeah, could be a professional time. yes so he he kicks us all out of our own kitchen and just takes over and just makes multiple turkeys and and dishes for for a group of like 15 and we do it every year and and, and then everyone else brings their own dishes i make a mean green bean casserole and and uh we're gonna try to do that butter beer so mm-hmm. we, yeah we yeah. have a standing friends giving where it's like you know we have a lot of parties throughout the year where we we try to have like huge blowouts where we're we're everyone's getting to meet each other and new people and thanksgiving i think is is the best time for us to have like our our closest friends in an intimate time where we can just like really hang out talk play games together and it's nice to have that every year yeah love that okay well i hope that you both have like a great holiday and thank you again and thank you to our listeners so i'm just gonna try to i always try to like you know come together at the end and be like my co-host john because he does the outro And he just does such a great job. So (laughs) grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Okay, bye.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.